very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Vijay, thank you so much for joining us on Bliss Business. It's a pleasure to have you. Hi Shish, thanks for the invite. Really a pleasure. Awesome. Let's get started. So, uh, if you can first of all tell us a little bit about yourselves for our listeners, then we'll dive deeper into it. Right. So, so I'm Vijay Reddy. Um, uh, basically, I have ten years experience with various startups. I have studied uh, in France. I have uh, two masters there. Uh, after working for quite some time, uh, me and my wife Sangeeta. we wanted to do something adventurous uh we thought entrepreneurship is something uh, pretty intense to uh, take it as a challenge and we kind of uh, ended up in that so my my wife is uh, from it uh, she worked for 10 years for unilever accenture right so we both are based out of bangalore um, right yeah so what's the the most important question why two masters To, to be honest, I mean, I think life happens to many Indians after engineering, right? So, I, I, my third year, I took a break. I started thinking, what am I doing with life? Like, why engineering? What should I do next? Right? Uh, then I finished my uh, engineering, and then I, I, I kind of found my interest with business, and I also realized I really like studying. uh france has this amazing program where you you have a three year double master program and you kind of get to work for a year uh in multiple companies to explore what you like i kind of really like that idea yeah that's it <laughs> oh that's nice yeah oh, that's nice that's nice i think everyone has that you know what they're doing at some point in time so uh i think even for me it was at some point so i really like making short films right so the time hasn't come yet for me to take a course i don't know when but yeah <laughs> yeah everything needs a break you need to take a break so that you can get to do what you want yes yes absolutely so then after your studies uh, vijay so what was then the plan you wanted to start your own or you worked somewhere in corporate or how was it Right. See, I started my first business when I was nineteen. I started a motorsport event uh, company along with my friend Rashid. Uh, back then, motorsport was pretty young. We were doing this uh, go karting uh, event. Then I went to uh, like part of my studies. I came back for an internship in India. Then I ended up again doing my second venture, which is what do I eat. uh we were trying to compete with these food aggregators back then worked for two years built an app build a team but kind of didn't work out with the funding scenes later on and then i went back again and i finished my second masters uh i was working for a french company when i returned to india uh kind of i realized we you know i like building things um i can't do monotonous jobs uh really passionate about tech enabled value creation or how do we use tech to solve problems yeah that's how we kind of ended up in this space so how did the then idea came uh, for cots right 
though I am really passionate about technology, uh, mm. Scotts is actually a real estate company, right? It's a extreme end of the spectrum. So me and my wife, uh, back then we, we were still dating 2019. So we both were uh, kind of, we took a place to stay together. That was a co-living place, right? We've realized in India, when you kind of move to a place like Bangalore for a job, it is pretty hard to find a house, right? There's a lot of uh, challenges. Landlords will ask you for 10 months of deposit. And then we don't know how certain our life was to invest so much money and put furniture, right? Then the only option we found was a co-living uh, space, which is really not meant for, uh, let's say, working professionals who are really busy with their life, right? See, when you come back home, you, you want to have your own house. You don't want to be in a bachelor pad, like a lot of parties every night, right? So that's the gap we've kind of discovered and we have realized Many companies are only focusing on this PGs and co-living. And we thought, what if we kind of build a digital real estate company, which is focusing on housing for 25 to 35-year-old people, uh, try to create modern spaces and use technology to operate it in a very lean way, is how we kind of started this entire business. Mm-hmm. So, is it true all these Bangalore memes on landlord asking uh, random random things? There are too many flooded on Insta <laughs> when you go for rent, renting out in Bangalore. I think it is more fun than that because I've seen very funny stories. You have to share some. <laughs> in fact, uh, I have rented an apartment uh, mm. with a landlord, mm. and the landlord asked me the possibilities of funding. I was like, wow, like this ecosystem. Oh, wow. <laughs> he stays in Dubai. Uh-huh. He was asking, what, what is your startup about? Uh, so what are the possibilities of me funding? Uh, where did you guys do? He kind of, it was almost like a, a, a pitch deck, uh, me giving on my life and the business. Like <laughs> his possibilities, right? Wow. In short, it is true. It, it's a, a, a crazy scene, right? People have a lot of, they actually ask, are you a vegetarian? Are you, uh, I mean, are you single? Do you have friends coming along? Mm. A lot of questions mm. uh, before they give you a house, right? How do you maintain uh, the common areas? Do you have a pet? Mm. That is a no-no for many, uh, many, many landlords. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I, I remember recently, Vijay, so there was one of entrepreneurs who, who came onto the podcast and during the show it uh, I discovered so uh, where he has rented the office space you know uh, that guy is an investor right so <laughs> so they went out looking for office space and that guy became an investor and that sort of uh, relation nurtured and now they moved to bigger office in the same building blah 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 but yeah 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 but yeah, Bangalore is crazy right now with this funding startup. I think if you go to HSR, mm-hmm. cafe, you just have to sit, you'll get ideas, mm-hmm. you'll also get how do you get funding, you'll mm-hmm. also find your team there, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is crazy, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Um, then moving on, Vijay, so um, real estate as a co-living, that concept you started. So 
let's talk first about capital so how did you first started what's the model um, you lease out you build your own tell us a little bit uh, right so uh, we, we are not a co-living operator uh, so basically if you're somewhere like 25 to 35 when you want to rent a house in Bangor, either you go to uh, a broker and get a house with a regular landlord or you have this co-living place where you know it is professionally managed but however you can't get a home experience so we are actually trying to solve the supply gap where we give the entire apartment for rent and these apartments are built uh, for rent in their mind right so this is more like a infrastructure solution rather than you know giving nice uh, cosmetics to the product of giving a community aspect to that so, so that's a slight nuance difference there who owns the apartment you guys or it is someone else you're just passing on the lead or how does it go initially when we started uh, we we spoke to landlords who who had this land parcels Mm. and they were uh, keen on the rental income mm. we kind of pitched them the idea that instead of building a pg or a co-living where you have much higher risk mm -hmm. why don't you build flats and mm -hmm. we will rent out the flats from you on a fixed rent that's how we started but okay. currently what we do is we have the market insights mm -hmm. on the supply demand gap what configuration what location what price mm -hmm. and we have uh, professional or kind of semi-organized investors who are looking for capital appreciation for property as well as a rental income so they acquire the parcels and they build for us okay so there are three key people involved first first is your investors with where which you identify those property and they build for you and then you guys sort of rent it out yes understood understood so okay interesting so so what is the then the question which comes to my mind is what sort of difference does it come into this particular model versus the traditional pg renting model you know is there a premium you guys are charging or how does what is it right so the so let's think courts is a platform there are mm -hmm. two ends of this platform there's a tenant and there's a landlord mm -hmm. see for a tenant uh, if you are somebody who's seeking hostel uh, you, you you're okay with shared spaces you're usually younger but after a certain age after you start getting a certain salary mm -hmm. you're looking for having a private space or you want to have a home this is an untapped market so we solve for these tenants young tenants 51 percent of our customers are families like 30 years old uh, uh, couples basically who go to bangalore for jobs right now they can't stay in a co-living they can't stay in a pg mm -hmm. so they have to take a traditional landlord uh, building right but mm -hmm. the problem there is let's say you go to a nice uh, website which is an aggregator Mm -hmm. what you see online is not what you get okay second lot of brokers put irrelevant listings uh, to get your attention but mm -hmm. in reality most of the listings are not relevant to you okay so although they aggregate information 
because they have no control over the inventory uh-huh. the experience is still a very big challenge right so imagine we are a discovery platform with the operate operation model uh-huh. as well as the entire project which with us so we can give a much more better uh, experience to tenants uh-huh. and our inventories are a lot more relevant to the new age tenant okay for example our kitchens are smaller uh-huh. so not don't cook but you have a larger balcony uh-huh. more open spaces right coming to the landlord part now in india for real estate investors uh, you only have commercial sale commercial renting and residential sale we don't have this category of residential renting as a professional category in india this category is quite big in us in europe right partly the reason is the yields are 1 to 2% lot of hassle you give an apartment uh, you, you're not sure if a tenant will leave uh, managing uh, has its own risks right we are kind of enabling and kind of building that ecosystem right now we kind of uh, guarantee a 6 to 8% rental yield our landlord is actually our customer here in this case we give end to end management of the project the cost is on us not on him and he doesn't have to worry about occupancy because we are renting on a fixed rent right he is not uh, exposed to the risk of occupancy or maintenance in this case and mm-hmm. whatever rent we paid is going to go towards his emi now this is the big difference because in a co-living you're dependent on the operator and pg or co-living business is not stable throughout 10 10 years right you'll always have ups and downs in the market and in co-living business when something goes down it mm-hmm. goes top bottom mm-hmm. and real estate investments are huge to think of that scenario but in a residential uh, case which we are building mm-hmm. our tenants give us 11 months commitment okay so the business is pretty predictable and we can hence we can give them a 11 year or as a 9 year assurance uh what will be the rent looking like nine year assurance right okay interesting interesting and uh, so how are you able to then the question comes to mind is so how are you able to optimize or what is that value add service which gives you the leverage to charge to yield which gives a yield of 6 to 8% versus 1 to 2% is it um operationally you're driving or how is it coming so this happens at multiple layers mm. first it starts at, at the product level mm. so i'm a big fan of pass model right so we started thinking in that product uh, as a service uh, method so we understood a lot of real estate in india is actually built for sale in mind now a product built for sale is not the good product for renting for example if you build for sale most probably your house is little larger more decor mm-hmm. which will push your cap- capital quite high in a renting business it's more functional spaces are optimized mm-hmm. right to give you an example a 1 bhk with us a built up area is about 400 410 uh, but in a regular apartment when you buy a 1 bhk it is 600 650 right now this 
instantly improves your rental yield. Second part, we operate where there is actual physical shortage of supply. Now, in India, we have rapid urbanization, right? Many cities are growing pretty fast, but not every part of the city grows in the same way. There are some parts of the city where you have uh, higher salaried people are moving in and the infra is not catching up. So if you can have products where their supply is less, you would be able to charge a premium, right? Third point is you bundle it with higher relevance, matching product, and maybe you package it with uh, additional convenience and services like housekeeping or anything you want to upsell to them, right? That also drives a little uh, higher premium uh, in the end. So these three factors are helping us to push the rental yields. Understood. Very interesting. Um, there was, um, this sort of reminds me, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks back. So I was part, I'm part of a fund where just like a mentor. So there was this company and they were trying to solve a problem in real estate in but Saudi, it was interesting inside in Saudi, apparently, if someone wants to rent out, they need to pay a security deposit of either six months or one year, you know, and that becomes, I don't know why it's sort of some culture, culture thing or something related to that. And then sort of this company pitched the idea and they received funding recently in terms of where they are converting um, the security deposit to EMI, something of those sorts, you know, so you are paying to the company EMI, but they are paying upfront cost. So there are, I mean, the reason I'm sharing is, you know, there are very nuances in real estate uh, in different, different part and what you're sharing, you know, the insight like 600 square feet versus built for renting, built for sale is different, which is very, very interesting. I, I think in India, there's a lot of innovation happening in, in, in much a uh, smaller way but th there's a lot of innovation happening i see companies approaching us telling uh, why don't you take rental bonds with us where you don't need to charge a deposit something goes wrong we we pay for you and your premium is hardly 500 500 rupees or 1000 rupees over the rent rental bond uh, come again what does it mean i didn't catch you have rental bonds mm -hmm. so instead of you charging deposit okay it's basically the risk premium, right? So they, they charge a premium of 1,000 rupees uh, uh, per month for mm -hmm. the tenant. Okay. We cover the risk for you. Oh, interesting. Including even non-payments. Yes, yes. Wow, that's nice. Right. I, I think India is in, in, in this phase right now. A lot of people are trying to innovate. Mm -hmm. Many different solutions. Uh, very interesting. Uh, 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 agreement signing processes. Uh -huh. I mean, we all know there are digital contracts, but there are companies who are trying to change how a digital contract works. How easy can you customize it, right? I, I think India is in the phase where we you, you will see in a year or two, this prop tech industry is going to uh, drive uh, uh, places in India. So tell me, Vijay, you know, yesterday I was um, discussing with my co-founders partner for my other business we were moving office and we were like thinking why do we have to pay a broker you know so we are moving one office to another and uh, it was with the help of a broker and we were just debating like why do we have to pay broker a fixed percentage of the commission of the rental his service is limited you know he why 
does is his incentive is linked to percentage is it because someone started this phenomenon and now everyone is just because if you look at it uh, it's why does it need to be linked to a percentage right i mean we were just debating but we don't have an answer i think that area needs some reinvention or something <laughs> i think you're pointing at a genuine problem but actually there is a lot of nuance to this problem mm-hmm. in the us or in many uh, different states brokerage is compulsory and it goes up to 5% however oh you like in india you can't have brokers without any qualification there you have a license you need to work for 3 years under somebody mm-hmm. and and you create that value and there is a lot of documentation to be done with different uh, authorities mm-hmm. yeah but actually before i started this business coming from a tech field i used to always believe you will eliminate middlemen and you you create value and i think in real estate that's not the right approach because the financial transactions are huge and we all looking for somebody in between to bring that comfort now we deploy a lot of brokers on ground even though i could have avoided them and get, uh, get to the landlord directly mm-hmm. you know why in the process of negotiating a large deal i don't want to lose my relationship with the landlord right mm. and there are sometimes you you need a middle person to to close the deal for you right getting it short i mean uh, keeping it brief mm-hmm. the human value is there when the transaction size is a lot Mm-hmm. But if it is purely for discovery, I think it is redundant. Okay, so so little side question. So this uh, no broker platform, they're doing pretty well. Correct. Uh, but is it is it? But is it? Uh, I think they don't involve any broker or you just go list. You just find the listing, contact the owner directly, and. I think it's a lot of convenience, right? See, no, this this aggregator concept has always been in India. I think mm-hmm. from last ten fifteen years. Mm-hmm. What did no broker do differently is it had a fleet of ground staff, right? Okay. So they they were going around getting the properties. Somebody showing the property if a tenant wants to go see, and there's a relationship manager attached to that. Okay. Point being. I don't think they have solved it digitally. They were okay. still people heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So at some point, when you don't break even with that cost, you will again expect the landlord to do that, and you just want to connect people. Mm-hmm. I personally doubt if that is the right uh, approach. I, I mean, see, in courts we run three uh, lakh SFT with us. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting? Mm-hmm. I have my own personal family house in Bangalore South. Uh-huh. I can't rent it if somebody vacates there. I can rent all the 800 flats with us with these, but that one property of my own I can't do it. Why? You you need a professional operator creating content, showing the flats, taking the uh-huh. leads, taking the calls, right? Uh-huh. You are a working professional and and people are just calling you randomly for a toilet board, you have to go show them it is not it's not a possibility. If it is one flat, you can't get it repaired with ease, mm-hmm. right? So 
this you you ask no no broker or any other company to take they, they come with a certain fee right so initially they might charge 5000 rupees because they are burning somebody's money mm-hmm. at some point they will start charging a lot more for example if you ask urban company or no broker to do your painting right mm-hmm. i don't know if you have tried for a 2 bhk they would advertise it somewhere around 10000 15000 but in reality it is much higher oh right now the point being here i think that convenience cost will go up in india with time when people stop burning the vcs money mm-hmm. then you will realize as a landlord why don't i do this myself i'll save this money true true but also vijay in this space um, maybe it can be called proptech or something yeah. proptech you know um there are a lot of negative news which has come into the market i think from last 6 7 or year like uh, the case of uh, rahul uh, from what's the company he started uh, housing.com yeah. and the new one where mikchandani okay. yes that one you know lot of transparency issue money going here and there and there were few more companies and startup so in this space how have you seen as of now the funding situation etc etc um with this sort of many negative news were part of the ecosystem not just proptech also i mean there were others too but yeah um i think there are few privileged people like rahul yadav uh Who, who could walk off with something like that uh-huh. but otherwise for a average entrepreneur funding in india is not easy right uh, if you have a proven model yes you will get the funding but if you are capable to have a proven model you know you can drive the unit economics right i think those people are doing well even now even now in this market it is the problem of the first time entrepreneurs or kind of people who don't have a working uh, profitable model who are struggling right otherwise i see there is uh, good enough funding for the people who have the values and people who can create value right uh, in proptech specifically if you talk about this market funding is not easy you don't have many many uh, i mean unlike saas people will think twice to invest in proptech true in saas one advantage you will know at some point you have a 70% 80% gross margin and it can scale to the whole world right anything related to physical real estate there is a limitation rules and regulations change for every geography so the investor who comes into the picture is always thinking what are my next chances of uh, exit or who is going to fund this business in the second step or would this guy scale give me the 10x 100x scale i think proptech becoming 100x is a challenge so for your venture vijit uh, how did you manage to get capital friends family investors when we started we we were thinking in the general lines like any startup that you you have a working model you will get a vc uh then you you prove the model you scale it to one city 10 cities right and then reality struck us very badly uh we've realized uh vcs don't don't fund into physical 
real estate businesses so easily uh, at least with the ease they do a, a tech company right and you have a limited uh, people who look into this field uh, to even invest and real estate is a huge capital intense business true it, it, it's not like if you get a million it's it's nothing right it it'll just burn <laughs> true right so how we did uh, the first project yes took a lot of help from my friends and family the second project we had some nbfcs uh, who were kind of taking our cash flows we were positive from day one so that kind of helped i think after two years into the business banks came into the picture because we were growing at a 2x and uh, we had good transactions in our in our book today in india there are few options for debt based financing if you have the uh, transactions with you right that's how we actually kind of manage but it's a nightmare to manage such intense cash flow business yes i can imagine lot of upfront cost you have to set up everything from interior structure yeah, right. yeah. imagine you survive covid covid uh, time it, it, it it's a <laughs> unbelievable thing how did you survive covid time <laughs> to be honest there were benefits because of the covid not okay. in terms of the business mm-hmm. i first thought this is dead this is done mm-hmm. i mean our lives are done there's no way i can pay back the money uh, for two and a half years it's just me and my wife only two employees mm-hmm. so we divided the work like one is in the office one is out there right not even like departments mm-hmm. you 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 don't get empl- any team or any employees uh, in that time because people were dying everywhere you're not supposed to meet another person right but you know what opportunity it gave because we know we were dying it gave us opportunity to do extreme steps mm-hmm. steps to survive right so we started going very deep what 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 should we do differently to survive next 6 months so we saw that lot of pgs and co-living people they didn't want to stay i mean uh, tenants were staying there they wanted to stay separately now in that time lot of people were more hygiene conscious and they wanted cleaner spaces right so that was an insight we got we started marketing to those particular people surprisingly we we managed to have 70% occupancy throughout the covid not just that we grew 2x from 2019 every year including the covid years now this kind of helped us to get better deals with the landlords because they saw our performance and they know in covid they'll anyways not do any business so they were also giving a giving to us at a, a fairly better price uh so the rates were reasonable to the tenants as well yeah uh, kind of helped us mm-hmm. so in all of um on in all of your inventory do is there any property you guys as a company own or it's all sort of um leased out and then you yeah we we work with only one model of 9 year lease okay. every project we have has a 9 year lease with the and so one question which we keep getting you know um, <laughs> from our listeners is if someone wants to start in this space and become your competitor what do they need to do to get the first you know property leased out and then further 
build a business around this i remember two days back also somebody just connected to me on linkedin and uh, just randomly called me and uh, we had like a 40 minutes call i was just explaining him what to do uh, <laughs> business mm. uh, first thing there are very high chances you can't scale in this in this space mm. many companies could not demonstrate that all the funded companies reason being physical infra when you want to change something in the physical infra it takes time like you do one building and you want to do another building differently it takes 2 to 3 years right building can't come suddenly right and a building basically is an investment of couple of million dollars so you might find one or two investors who will put that money on your projects but not as a pattern then as a pattern you will end up taking regular projects which are already there so if you want to differentiate in the physical asset it becomes extremely hard then your options are doing this with tech and discovery now somebody who is starting off to compete with 99 uh, acres or magic bricks or no broker in the discovery is not easy their seos would have been i mean you have lot of they have millions of listings with them uh, their seo is pretty deep so for you to crack it in that way i think it is extremely hard i would advise somebody to be focused on a specific niche for example instead of just taking a 1 bhk or 2 bhk try to take an approach of solving for a specific consumer for example you can take low income uh, workers housing in urban uh, dense situ- uh, localities like you uh, know east bangalore lot of migrant workers also don't have good accommodation so if you focus on that particular niche you will be able to grow in that niche or you can focus on senior living or you can focus on you know possibly a, a sub segment of a student housing i think that's a very good approach uh, and you don't really need to build a lot of tech these days because there are so many companies who are giving that entire tech for you on a saas based and it's quite cheaper to take get it from them than you building it yourself so you can use their tech find your own niche and build a extremely good optimized operations model i think that's the key for this business um true 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 um you touched uh, from student to senior to you know low income one of my favorite uh, business model is this company called saffron stays you know where if you have um, sort of i think it comes under luxury or if you have built such houses you know you can put up for rent and um, which is very interesting um in terms of uh, like an airbnb but these are just better properties you know mm-hmm. so i think yeah they have couple of in south india as well so yeah interesting so then moving on vijay so what is the next milestone you're looking at um after all this you have 3 lakh sft uh you want to double it down move out of city you know expand but as you said scaling is physical asset is a challenge right nuances everything is different so what is the next milestone you are looking at uh first since we have realized uh, 
building a real estate company is not easy to scale in all the cities. We have kind of toned down our approach to the city. But what we are doing differently is we are optimizing for profitability rather than, you know, uh, unrealistic growth, right? Because in real estate housing, out of three to four pin codes, you have a market of 100 crore ARR. So it's a huge market. So you really don't need to think of how do I go to 100 cities or 10 cities. You focus on one one city or few pin codes. I think there's a lot of large market for that. So now what we are focusing is we, we want to move to the asset design and development part of the business where if we can create products from scratch using our uh, development part, uh, developers and partners, investment partners, we will be able to create much better differentiated assets in much, I mean, good locations and good localities where the rental yields are high. That gives us a strong uh, kind of moat for this business. And parallelly, we, we want to be completely digital end-to-end, uh, including uh, not just the service and apps part, but from the discovery to operations to the finance model, so possibly that will give us another advantage uh, in optimizing the value creation for our tenants, right? So these two directions we are taking. We have just signed up uh, with few investment partners to take up one million square foot in the upcoming areas uh, in Bangalore. So you you will possibly see a lot of R1 BHKs, two BHKs uh, coming into picture. Uh, second part is we are also trying to differentiate the categories. Earlier we were only doing one BHK flat. Now we are focused for the target audience of 25, 25 to 35. Hence, we are doing studios two and one, like different different categories in this. And typically, how much time does it take, Vijay, uh, from beginning till the end to make a one sort of this complex apartment, or what is the incubation time, like building the entire thing? Right. If you are looking at a project level. It's hmm. a two, two and a half year project. Oh, wow. Which you don't have that privilege. So what hmm. we do is we map the micro markets in advance. Hmm. So let's say our target is to have thousand houses. Mm-hmm. We sign up five projects parallelly. Okay. So you wait for two years, you get thousand flats in that area, in that micro market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to be pretty well planned. You need to build your partner ecosystem where multiple people are investing. It's not possible for few people to invest on the projects, right? You need to have different demography of investors uh, with different land parcels investing parallelly and you need to commit and perform and show. A lot of compliance also, right? Yes, a lot of compliance. Especially East Bangalore has a, a big problem of deviation. Uh, we, we are trying to address this problem. Uh, oh, sorry, what do you mean by deviation? They, they could have not followed the norm, so they, they took some shortcuts. Ah, in that way, okay. Mm. Yeah, um, or, you know, the municipality will have a lot of sustainability rules. Mm-hmm. So they would build for the sake of building it, but it's really not a working solution for the sustainability. Right. So we, we we are actively working with our investment partners to look into sustainability, water conservation, energy efficient buildings, 
which will give us value in the next 10 to 15 years right and any plan to raise capital widget or your guys are sorted uh see in real estate what i've realized capital is the credibility you build the more credible you are capital follows you right mm -hmm. uh, initially we struggled but now we see a lot more landlords trusting us seeing our performance for years they are coming to put all the investments on the projects without mm -hmm. we putting a penny from our side and without any guarantees from our side so we we don't need investments on the any any form of uh, investment on the projects anymore so we are only focusing right now on making it uh, just a profitable machine so we don't have any capex uh, going forward awesome 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 very interesting vijit um many things which i still need to learn in this segment it's a huge segment <laughs> but thank you <laughs> so much for your time you know helping the listeners and me understand you know what all is happening very interesting space uh, anything you want to share which i may have missed you want to share with the listeners right i i, I think we all have to participate in the, the india story uh, india in the next 10 15 years is going to transform this is an opportunity for all of us to contribute and change our lives so let's put our capabilities to best use right and keep innovating thank you awesome thank you vijay for your time